Behind every bit of mom wisdom is a story. A story of a real mom and real kids just trying to love each other well. Whether you're cozied up on the couch with a mug of coffee or out for a walk, you're welcome to join us as we share stories and laugh, learn, and grow together. It's the I'm Mom Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the I'm Mom Podcast. Abby, Megan, Chloe, Susan here again to talk about the wine. It's so hard to say. Why did I pick such a difficult phrase? <laughs> wine mom culture or the wine mom craze. So this story is actually a confession, really. Um, I had and maybe even still have a habit of opening a bottle of wine at like 5 p.m. and sipping glass while the kids navigate homework or get dinner going. And there is some response. It's not even the, the taste of it. It's not anything having to do with like that there's alcohol in it. There's something about pouring the wine in the glass, the noise that it makes that just feels relaxing. It, it's like the Calgon commercial. Do you remember the yes. old Calgon? Take there was away. something about take me away. And I think that's what we've turned wine yeah. into. It's just yeah. that image of relaxation. Yes, for sure. And I googled wine mom memes, also hard to say, and there are 26.5 million results. For example, the most expensive part of having kids is all the wine you have to drink. Huh. Or, you're not supposed to laugh, Chloe. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, or parenting is mostly empty threats and full glasses of wine. And, you know, I haven't been on Etsy, but I'm sure there are pages and pages of stores. Oh, dish towels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the tank tops or the tumblers that say mom juice or whatever. Yeah, okay. And a while ago, I posted on Facebook about the wine mom culture. And some women told me that they feel like they should open a bottle at four o'clock or they aren't in the cool mom club. Like that's exactly what they said. Well, I feel like I have to, to be a cool mom. Others say they feel like moms are being told the only way to make it through the day parenting is to drink. And when I think about like what my kids see and what the internet is showing, it just makes me really sad. Like do our kids if they're watching us and listening, do they think that we have to drink in order to parent them, like to survive parenting them? Um, So my question, I kind of want to talk about this and like, has it always been like this or has the Internet just made it something that we talk about and uh, that it's created this this culture? I think two things. I think one, we just got back from Italy and Spain. So, you know, there is this um, the bounty of the earth wine. It's this little treat. It's a luxury. Mm -hmm. It's you know, a really lovely thing. So what you were saying, you know, you, you like opening a bottle and something about it makes you feel like you're entering a new zone, but you work. So you're going from work to mm-hmm. the happy zone. You're not doing it because you can't right. handle your parenting right. or you're frustrated with parenting. And I think that's where we've switched. Now that it's a meme. It's not about relaxing and enjoying good food and fellowship and all that. It's the memes are all about it's an escape from parenting. Depen- yeah, dependency. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of an mm-hmm. ugly thing. It's a little bit similar mm-hmm. to what a lot of the culture is doing about men and dads being stupid kind of mm-hmm. thing. You know, yeah. we kind of, the yeah. way they're played in sitcoms and stuff is yeah. they're really dumb. And this is showing the women are so rattled they have to drink. But like the, the woman that commented on, I feel like I have to do it or I'm not a cool mom. It's not about the alcohol because you don't see... If I see a, a mom holding a can of Bud Light, I'm not like, cool, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to be that. It's like the beauty in the glass and, you know, it's like it's attractive. But the memes are saying they're doing it because they're harried and they, right. they have to get through parenting. But there's something about like this, this glamour that you, yeah, glamorous look that you have if you're holding this glass of wine and I can, I can be a mom and 
have this drink, you know? Yeah. Elegant. So what's yeah. your question, Abby? Well, so <laughs> I have a lot of them. I have a lot of them. Um, how do you know, first of all, how do you know if you have stepped over the line? Because and so on one side of this line, there is um, liquid patience, you know, with your kids or disconnecting from the work day. And then the other side of the line is I need this or I'm going to lose my mind on my kids. Like, how do you know if this is a problem? Yeah. Well, you know, patience is a fruit of the spirit. So we all struggle to find it. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, we all need to have it, but we shouldn't be medicating ourselves for yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say, you know, if you need liquid patience, um, are you working too hard? Is a work situation? Are your kids out of control? Are you doing this all by yourself? You know, what can you scale back so you don't have to medicate to be patient? Right. So, so like, what do you, what would you say to someone like if, you know, they, they do have to work really hard and like they are parenting solo majority of the time because either their husband's like late at work or traveling all the time and like that's their only option like they don't have a choice and that's what they feel like they have to do to you know relax or whatever so this is a spiritual struggle for me I mean mean, like if you say like yeah patience is a fruit of the spirit it's like yeah great (laughs) I know but part of our part of our well my part of my desire is to be more like Christ and to You know, we want to have peace in every situation, and we know that he does not give us more than we can bear, and it's going to be difficult, but how can we be a light to the world Mm -hmm. if we're not not walking through trials well? And so um, if I'm telling people, oh, yeah, I went to five kids, and I can't handle it, I got a drink to handle it, um, that's not... You know, I was called to adopt two more. I felt like I was called. And so that's kind of negating what God called me to. It's negating the beauty of what God called to me to do. I'm not explaining yeah. this well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, am I making I sense? No, yeah, it makes sense. I think that you, that the line is being stepped over if it becomes like how you how you socialize with your friends, the only way you socialize with your friends, if it becomes... Um, that your kids pour a glass for you and they think that you need it in order to handle them. I think that when your kids start to really pick up on it and which is probably they'll pick up on it before you realize they pick up on it. I think that that's when it might be a problem or when like the only gifts you get for Mother's Day or your birthday or whatever are things that say like mommy juice or whatever on it, you know. You know, it's so funny, Megan. I'm thinking of the story of Leslie and I when we lived with them and what you said. Do you remember that? No, but I think I was too little. Megan doesn't remember. Young. If you yeah. say, Megan, do you remember? I, nine times out of ten, the answer is going to be no. Poor Megan. Okay, you may or may not want to keep this <laughs> I in. I have a horrible but, memory. I really have a bad but memory. But I, I, um, when Megan was like eight and Marky was, let's see, Marky was like six. Yeah, so six, six, eight, ten, maybe you were ten. We renovated our house for the first time and we were on a budget. And so we have really dear friends. She actually works for us now, uh, Leslie. And so they didn't have children, and they had a three-bedroom house. And they said, well, it's only going to take like three months. Just come live with us. Why would you want to go rent a place? And so we were like, yes, this is great. Because their house is split. Their master uh, bedroom is in the back, and then they have two bedrooms in the front. And so all three kids would be in one room, and my husband and I would have a room. And we're like, great. Well, you know, three months. 
it's never three months. Mm. And so, um, but it was great because Leslie at the time didn't work for us and she's traveling all the time and her husband actually got sick and we took care of him. It was great. But my friends kept asking Megan, so you guys are living with the Batemans? Like your whole family moved in with this couple who doesn't have kids. How is that working out? Are your parents still friends? Yeah. And Megan at one point told my friend this. It was hilarious because my friend called me. She goes, Megan said, so you have to understand that Leslie loves to cook. And Leslie and I were totally digging this communal life. Like we were cooking together every night and laughing. And Leslie would have a glass of wine. And so we, I was joining her, you know, which is something I'd never done in front of our kids just because I didn't do it. And, you know, who has time to pour a glass of wine or the budget? But I do. I usually have time. But (laughs) if there's two of you, you know, so she and I were cooking and having a glass of wine every night. And so my friend, my other friend asked Megan, like, are, are, are Lily and Susan still friends? You know, my kids called her Lily. She goes, yeah, they're friends, but I'm kind of worried because every night my mom is drinking with Lily. Oh, my gosh. My friend called me Holly. She goes, I hear things are going really well over there. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But you're right. Kids pick up on it because it's something I had never done before. Who would do that? Yeah, dang, Megan. (laughs) Goody, goody. Busted. (laughs) But she was worried about it, which is interesting because it's not like we'd ever had a bad experience with it. Well, okay, this is why I think I was – Maybe why I was worried about it. So alcoholism, Susan, you can decide if you want this in or out. But one of Megan's grandfathers was an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. Yes. Alcoholism does run in our family. And my dad has made it a point that like he will really not ever drink. And if he does, he has like one max, maybe two. Um, but he has always been fearful because it is a hereditary thing mm-hmm. that one of us kids will inherit that. And so he was always very concerned if we were like, you know, drinking or anything like that. And I think he still is to this day. Um, but I think that's where growing up, it was kind of ingrained in me that automatically that drinking was like bad um it was just like a bad thing and so I think that's probably why I made that comment but I mean obviously now anything in moderation or you know if it's not out of control or anything like that obviously but I think that's where that comment came in of when I was younger yeah yeah I think that what you're saying is it really depends on your family. It depends on your life at home. Yeah. I don't think there's necessarily a clear line between too much or whatever. I think that it is a personal thing. I also think that there is an aspect of rebellion to it. Like um, you can see the like the old fashioned picture of the woman wearing pearls and the dress yeah. and ironing. And she has a roast in the oven when her husband gets home from work. And now we're saying I can be a good mom and have a buzz at the end of the night. You know, like we're being we're going the opposite direction of yeah. I don't have to be this picture perfect mom to still be a mother or to still love my kids. Um, you know, or, but. Then this article from CNN was saying that it's a reflection of a society that doesn't support moms. They're saying, you know, we don't have universal paid leave or childcare. We don't have family friendly workplaces. There's not an economic support for moms without without jobs. And so here's what we have. We have wine at the end of the day. And does it show a culture that maybe, yeah, the moms have too much pressure on them. It's Mm -hmm. too stressful. Yeah. Is there a dad equivalent? Right. Or or has there always been you know like 
imagine like in the 1950s or 60s, the bar cart in the corner of the room and dad gets yeah. home from work and opens the crystal decanter yeah. or whatever it is. Or in the 80s, the, uh, the beer dad in the um, leisure chair. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> yes, in the recliner. Right. The recliner. So like, it, has there, is there the, the wine mom? Is there a, a beer dad or a scotch dad? But none of those men was it associated with escaping parenting or handling their parenting. Whereas yeah, I think, the problem I think with- there's a big difference too between like drinking a whole bottle by yourself to cope and like drinking socially with when you're like, you know, in a group of people and you're yeah. out having a good time. Like, are you, are you doing it to like cope with something that you can't cope with outside of that? Or is it you're because you're having a good time. Is and there the same online presence for men, like for, for, for guys? Because, like I said, there's Etsy shops and, and 26 million we memes. It's not advertised the way it's like women kind of proudly say like, no, well, it's, more, it's more dad bod with the beer belly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, because they're not making money off of that. They're making money off women who are buying the towels, the tank tops, the tumblers. Yeah, and the sad thing to me is that it's tied to parenting. Yeah. They're tying the mom drinking wine with because she her kids are out of control. And I, I just think that's sad because yeah. parenting should be a positive thing, not a negative. Well, and a friend, I was talking with her about this yesterday, and she said, you know, if if you're drinking multiple glasses of wine a night, and again, I'm not trying to yeah. throw shame at people because I have had nights where I have had multiple glasses of wine, <laughs> it, but... What if something happens to one of your kids and you have to drive somewhere? You know, it's like there there is still a level of responsibility that parents have over their children. And if alcohol is getting in the way of that, then that's dangerous. You know? And here's the cycle. You know, if you're actually drinking wine to handle your frustration with your kids, wine is a depressant. Yes. Alcohol is a depressant. So it's not going to get better the next day. Mm. You're not going to have more patience the next day. You're going to have less. Right. Mm. So I read this statistic that kind of shocked me. So it's not necessarily alcoholism, but overconsuming is no more than three drinks on a given day and seven in a week. So that means that if you're having a glass of wine a night on the weeknights, and then a glass on Saturday and a glass on Sunday, you are at, you're over consuming. And when I saw that, I was like, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm a suburban mom, you know? And again, that's not the same as alcoholism, but it's to read like what they see, what experts see as more than you should have and to realize, oh, well, that's what I'm drinking. I'm like, well, maybe, shoot, maybe I I need to (laughs) drink less. I am surprised by that. But then I'm not because every time I go to the doctor, if you have a physical, they ask how many times you drink a week. So there must be something to it. Yeah. Yeah. Another friend who commented on Facebook, she said that she has a friend who owns a who's a clerk at a liquor store. And that friend said that more than anyone else in their customer base, it is women like suburban moms coming in and buying cases of wine weekly. It's mm-hmm. like she knows the customers. Wow. She's gotten to know them because they come in on a weekly basis. Do you think it's because more women work now and it is just a lot of pressure? to? So you come home from work and you had a lot of stress during your work day. And now you have the stress of, you know, getting your kids in bed and bathing them and homework and all that. And, and it's stress on stress. Mm-hmm. Like there is no downtime. Because I know for me now, I, I work. But I don't have kids at home. I can come home and piddle around the kitchen and clean up and make dinner or not make dinner or get takeout or whatever we do. And we're free. We yeah. can go take a walk. Whereas 
you know, you, you, you and Megan, Abby and Megan, Chloe soon, you're going to have to go home and then put on a fresh face for your kid, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is that hard without a glass of yeah, wine? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, there's no transition for me. You know, my kids, my parents pick my kids up from school and so they're home at three o'clock and I'm working until 445. And right. so while I'm working in my last hour and 45 minutes, they're doing math homework and asking me questions right. like there is not even... Uh, move from this to that there is that time of overlap that I'm like yelling at them yeah. because I'm like I am working there's I no margin to give me my space I don't have a home office I'm, oh my so gosh the Y'all, tension the other just day, like, ratchets up this the saddest thing happened to me it literally broke my heart I was working here because I work from home so I sit at the dining room table and James was next to me eating his lunch and coloring and he's like will you color with me? And I was like, but I can't, I got to work. And he just got these, this like look on his face and crocodile tears and just was like, you're always working. No. Why you color? And I was just like, I feel terrible, terrible. Oh. But I was like, I, I can't, like I can't. And yeah. that's, that is stressful. So I think that piece of like, you feel like you're not, you're not doing anything well mm-hmm. because you're spread so thin and like you're just stressed all the time and you have a short fuse and blah, blah, blah. So I think that piece is very different for women because I would say a majority of my friends work. And so I think that's just a big difference that our generation has had to deal with is managing everything all at once yeah. and and learning mm-hmm. to like survive and not let the stress kill you basically. And there is the crux of it right there. So, you know, the working is stressful then the spending, going home and spending time with your kids, and then the feeling that you're not doing it all well. You beat yourself up. Y'all, we are doing this fatherhood initiative um, project at work. It's going to be for the state of Florida. It's going to be really cool. But we did four, five focus groups with men, and they had to rate themselves on whether they're great, good, average, or not a good dad. 81% of these dads think they are good or great i really wonder what the women would say oh it would be the opposite especially like okay so these dads most of them had jobs i would say there were a couple who were stay-at-home dads so there were 50 of them and it was five different focus groups but again if we got the same dynamic going with women who work um in a room well, we wouldn't get them no. because, you know, they wouldn't have the time to come. Exactly. But uh, if we did, they would not. It would be a totally different thing. And that's yep. why I think maybe, you know, women are they're needing an escape, which makes me sad. Makes me yeah. Sad. One other friend. I'm going to read her exact quote because I think she hit the nail on the head. She said, maybe we make shirts and memes and jokes because it seems less vulnerable and more funny than saying I need help. Or yes. I need support. Motherhood oh, yeah. is not for the faint of heart. It is hard work. I've never felt so broken and so whole at the same time. Like, yeah. oh, that'll make me cry just thinking about I it. Know. Feeling so broken and so whole at the same time. And so we're afraid to say, mm. I'm struggling. Instead, we say, uh, you know, th- this tumbler probably has wine in it or whatever. Yeah. Or we beat ourselves up and yeah. say, it's just me. I can't handle it. I, my other friends are doing it. I yes. can't handle it. Well, yes. And, and yeah. it's like, okay, let's say you, you do decide to say, like, I need help. If, if you don't have family close by and your friends are yep. just as busy as you are because yeah. they have little kids and they're yep. working, like, who's going to help you? That's you know? so it's like, true. So what's the Bottle, point? bottle of Merlot. And I do think, <laughs> and, and I will, exactly. I mm-hmm. will say, I do think that is a new problem. So, for example, when, when I was parenting, and I, for those of you who don't know me, I have a pacemaker and 
a lot of heart problems, but there was a year where I was sick and um, struggled to take care of my kids, to get out of bed. I had to get a new pacemaker. It's a long story. But I had so many women drop off meals, pick up my kids. Like they literally put a schedule together and were picking up my kids for me so much. I mean, even my dad had to come and stay with me for a while. And he said, how many friends? Aww. Do you have? Honestly. Because literally, even if it was a night off and I wasn't supposed to have a meal delivered, a meal would show up in the door, yeah. which is the Lord. But it, it was an era where, A, I think less women worked and they took care of each other. Mm-hmm. And now you're, you're, I'm looking at yeah. Chloe, Megan, and Abby. The majority of your friends probably work. And so for them to come to your aid would be much more of a sacrifice yeah. than it yeah. was for my friends. Yeah. Well, I yeah. And, and like we had a similar medical situation with my second and all of my friends showed up above and beyond. And that was like, so like when it's extreme situations like that, I think everyone absolutely they shows up for each other. But it, when it's when what we're talking about now is kind of more of just like a day to day, you know, situation where it's not anything like traumatic or extreme. Yeah. I think you got to get ahead of it then. I think that I know that I've sat around with my girlfriends and had this kind of conversation and we, we haven't, then we just have a drink, (laughs) but I think you can get ahead of it and you go, okay, well, how do we make this better? Like, what do we do? And I used to have a group of friends, we did a meal co-op. And so like just one day a week, one of us would cook for everybody. Wow. And so that was one night a week. We didn't have to worry about mm-hmm. cooking. And we would, we did it once. And then for three more weeks, we didn't have to do any of the, that that cooking. You know, mm-hmm. So it's an extra burden one time, but then you have a break. So you figure out these ways to help each other before it's the middle of a crisis. Right. You know? And I think what Megan's referring to, and I get this. So if you're, you're running short on patients, you need respite. And the way to get respite is to to take a break from your kids, to go out with girlfriends if you're single, to go out with your husband if you're married. And if you're in the situation like Megan where she doesn't live near parents, well, then can you afford a sitter? Mm -hmm. So it is, it it does take sacrifice. When Mark and I started Family First, you know, we went from being a banker and attorney to, you know, nonprofit and things were pretty lean. We literally had to sit, re-sit down with the budget and say, okay, you know, we're both trying to work on this nonprofit. We're going to sacrifice and have one sitter one night a week, every Saturday, standing and have a standing date because we needed respite. You yeah. need that. Yeah. To, to find your patients again, sometimes you do have to go away. And that that's hard mm-hmm. if you don't have family in town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think also a good free way to escape some of this might be from taking a break from social media. I think that speaking for myself, when I am on, when I finish time scrolling, I don't feel better. No. I don't yeah. feel relief. No offense, Chloe, and your passion. No, and you're your right. Job. You gotta no. follow comedians. That's all I uh, follow. The right. comedians. So they step away from from that. Plan social activities that don't involve wine, and ask yourself maybe can I go alcohol free for a month? Yeah. Try to just scratch it for an entire month and see what it reveals to you about your habits and why you drink, or yeah. maybe you could cut back then after that. That's a good tip. That's a good tip. All right, tell us. Do you think you could go alcohol free for a month, or how do you handle um, this wine mom culture. Do you buy into it? Do you push back against it? Email us via the link in the show notes and know that we are praying for you. I know this is something that's really hard and um, we're in it with you. And so we're praying for you. And thanks for listening. 
Thanks for listening to the iMom podcast. iMom is the motherhood program of the nonprofit organization Family First. Along with our fatherhood program, All Pro Dad, we exist to help you love your family well. Subscribe to our daily email, the iMom Minute, by going to imom.com slash subscribe and get tons of great ideas, insight, and inspiration. The iMom podcast is hosted by me, Abby Watts, along with Susan Merrill, Megan Tigner, and Chloe Blumenthal.